There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. and Romeran, the two OGs <laughs> of the podcast, recording this week's episode, or at least our first episode of the week. Um, no Raf Camus, no Chino Liao. Camus has to be called away by, by uh, the real world again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a curse, I think. But uh, I don't know. Pray for Camus. Yes, please. Pray for Camus. <laughs> and uh, Chino Liao... Um, our good friend Edsa is celebrating his birthday. Uh, he's celebrating his birthday today, not with us, but with the cool pals. Uh, at the time of recording, they are doing their live show, their first ever live show in the Fort Strip. Yeah, so my crossover yeah. episode na yeah. na Yeah, so I guess that's like the first, oh, and even first, because we've had like Ron on of the Hustle Share podcast, right? So a lot of crossovers happening. More to come, hopefully. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're also gearing up for uh, a lot of things here on the podcast. Um, we're actually turning six this year. Hey. Can you believe it? Six years running. Jesus Christ. But I'm the better half of a decade. I can't believe it's happening. It's WrestleMania 30 was six years ago. Yeah, that was six years ago. Uh, the Daniel Bryan Yes Movement thing happened six years ago. So um, we're, we're planning something big. I think we can uh, we can announce yeah, earlier now. now. Know. We're doing a big live show to celebrate the sixth anniversary of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And like it was last time, open invite to everybody. We just don't know where it is going to be. Uh, we we were finaling we we're finalizing the the date. For sure, but it's gonna happen, and you're all invited. And we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, here's another reason for you to have a good time, and that is through our friends from PayMaya. See, with PayMaya, every payment through PayMaya, may balik siya. so may balik na convenience, may balik na rebates and discounts. At higit sa lahat, may good karma kapang makukuha sa PayMaya. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the best part of it because when you use our promo code, dito sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, you get fifty pesos balik bayad, and we get fifty pesos That's balik true. bayad. That's true. Fifty. Pesos goes a long way, guys, and maraming balik ba when you start using PayMaya. Right, so uh ka pa ng payment app na bawat bayad mo merong sinusukli sa'yo, di ba? So, yep. Sa PayMaya, mas malayo talaga yung malilipad ng pera mo. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you one half of our PayMaya code uh, here at this part of the podcast. And you have to listen in because later on in the episode, we'll give you the other half of that code. Absolutely. So for this week, the first half of our code is WW. As mm-hmm. in wrestling, wrestling. Uh-huh. So, WW. Just those two letters is the first half. So stay tuned. Later on, we'll give out the second half. You don't want to miss it. Yep. All right. So now, uh, this week was uh, was actually a very big week in oh. wrestling. But I'm going to up. Yeah. We, as we predicted last week, last Thursday or last Friday for you guys. So yeah, yeah a lot of things happened. I, I guess we got to start from the very start. Before we get up, before we get onto the good stuff, yeah, right. Uh, so get there at the end of the day. What can we do? Uh, Oldberg is your universal champion. Yeah, and wow. I mean, like, just wow. I mean, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I'm not gonna say that I saw it coming. I'm just gonna say that we all knew it was likely to happen because uh, as we as we talked about last week there were rumors that, that this might happen as they might they were probably going to change what was the original plan for WrestleMania this year yeah the original plan was Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt uh. so obviously that's no longer happening as of SmackDown this week it looks like Roman Reigns versus Goldberg and Bray Wyatt versus John Cena yep 
And as we saw on SmackDown, that that is exactly what was laid out. Uh, Roman Reigns said he was next. Uh, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, came out to point to the WrestleMania sign in front of John Cena, and John Cena was all in. Uh, yeah, so I guess we've got our SmackDown main events. Yeah, um, I, I find a lot of things problematic with these. Uh, let's start with Goldberg. Mm. Uh, one, he's old. Uh-huh. Uh, two, he can't even do the jackhammer anymore. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think it's because of uh, Bray Wyatt's weight, I would say. Uh, I, I, I do believe that Bray, uh, Goldberg was strong enough to lift a normal wrestler in the jackhammer. I just don't believe that he was strong enough maybe to lift someone who is a little on the heavier side in Bray Wyatt. But let's talk about the bigger ramifications uh, here, and that is the fact that WWE really doesn't want to create new stars. It's more of, I don't know, I don't know if it's not creating new stars. It's more of a refusal to let go of the old stars just to make a quick buck at WrestleMania. Like, parang, uh, they are discounting what their audience wants. And just because WrestleMania maybe pulls a casual crowd, right? They think that, okay, they're probably here for uh, the bigger stars of yesteryear. No, right? I, 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 um, to some extent, I guess my punta uh, like when, when you, when you think about it, how much of it is the influence of the Saudi government? I don't know. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, can I talk about that real quick? Uh, now that you brought up the Saudi government and the fact that they obviously are the ones who want these shows on on their turf, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the entire show. No, I, I abstained from it. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I kind of had to because you know, it is a story pay-per-view, as we mentioned. But I wanted to see how it plays out and how these things actually played out. And for some reason... These shows aren't, or this show in particular, I don't know if uh, if it was really true for the other shows, but it wasn't as well received by the Saudi audience. And to think that a lot of these guys are fans, I would assume, because they are they've packed the arena, they cheer for the some the right people, some of the right people there, but a lot of the things didn't go over at all with the Saudi crowd. I don't know. Um, yung sahin is. I think the casuals that you mentioned in regards to WrestleMania, uh, I think it was very evident in the booking decision for the Saudi show. Uh. Um, I mean, putting Goldberg there in the main event, having him uh, beat Bray Wyatt, treat him like a chump, then take the Univer- uh, Universal Championship. Sobrang pang casual talaga na, ano eh, na, na booking decision yun eh, diba? I don't know, but at this, I mean, by this time, it's been what? Two, three years, I think? Three years, com- uh, com- getting to three years that uh, the WWE has, has been holding shows in Saudi Arabia. I think this is like the fourth or fifth show, yeah. Yeah, and you would think na, by now, the people who are going to this in Riyadh, right, would probably be keeping up with WWE programming. And because hey, they they get these shows, right? I mean, the the government has asked WWE to come and perform in their territory at least twice a year. Yeah, yeah. So you would assume that somehow the regulars, the young talent, uh, the people who are actually showing up every day, every week, are getting over somehow with the with the people who are actually watching this. And parang shouldn't there be an audience there to justify? Uh, both sides coming over, uh, both sides uh, agreeing to put up these shows. I don't know. Um, it's, it's so weird to me. Parang, do you guys actually want this to happen uh, in your country? Because uh, I don't, I don't see anyone really popping except for guys like Goldberg, Undertaker, and Mansoor. The way I, uh, the way I see it, based on your question, uh, again, I didn't yeah, yeah, watch yeah, yeah, the sure, show, sure. right? Um, there, there's a sense of frustration mm. coming from you because uh. I, I guess you're coming from the point of view of a fan who mm. lives in a country that WWE doesn't even visit every year. Uh. And yet these guys get WWE live twice a year. No, it's in not even grand spectacle shows that are part of canon. It's not even the fact that I, we don't get it every year. It's more of the necessity of having to go to Saudi Arabia, having to uh, shoehorn these shows into the pay-per-view calendar. And this time around, you know, making it an actual part of the, you know, storylines uh, month to month. But now, I mean, like, uh, I question why we actually, why they actually have to make the hassle of going there, you know, other than just for the money, right? Parang this could have been on, in, in U.S. soil and have a better reaction, have better uh, crowd noise. Because a lot of people busted their butts. Like, for example, the New Day and uh, Miz and Morrison, right? They were pretty good. And it, they couldn't get much of a reaction at all. 
Yeah, um, I I hope that a show like this happens uh, again yeah. with the same type of reaction. Uh, but uh, the future shows will be non-canon house shows now. Let yeah, I guess. I mean, I I get why they're doing it. Like uh, they're making these shows canon shows, but uh, um, my force got to watch, the right? Oh yeah, will the title change hands here? That's or? probably it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I'm obviously hoping for the worst because I'm very cynical about these because of my views towards mm. these, how the government and WWE's relationship with them. But yeah, um, WWE blood money, um, re- really just a bunch of bad decisions um, for the most part. Um, but yeah, going back to Goldberg, it, it's really frustrating watching WWE. Now they've managed to make SmackDown unwatchable. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. Uh, it's really bad when you have to pin your your brand's hopes on a 53-year-old not I would say can we say has been I don't want to sound too mean but you know Goldberg is old a 53-year-old wrestler who's way past his yeah, prime yeah yeah I, I guess that's the uh, diplomatic mm-hmm. way of putting it yeah i suppose but yeah i mean people are de- some people are defending it as you know best for business you know drawing in the casual crowd but at, at some point you have to take a gamble on your regulars Right, I mean, this is what we say every year. Every time someone old comes back, no, I, I think we've been saying it uh, since we started recording the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I guess this is a six-year-old uh. rant that we've recorded, and uh, dating back to our years writing about this mm-hmm. thing, uh, it's a decade-old rant. Yeah, so sad, isn't it? Uh, when was that? Since the Rock was coming back, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> since the Rock came back, but at least the Rock parang okay. Well, no, it wasn't that great back when he came back in what 2009, 2010. Yeah, uh, twenty eleven. Yung I know the the first one, his first return. Uh, when his he first came match back for back, the Cena matches, yeah. yun okay in condition, yeah. in conditioning, you know, diba? And I, I guess a lot of it also has to do with guys like Curtis Axel mm. and uh, I think Slater who, mm. who trained with him. Now, ring shape is really different than, you know, in shape shape. Yeah, uh, as, as uh, what we're seeing with Goldberg. Mm. It, it's really just frustrating. I, um, I, I hate it because SmackDown is my favorite show. It is my show. It's always been my show. And yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, um, the fact that I have basically skipped through every segment of the show, uh, save for the promos, is is uh, it, it hurts me as a fan. Um, Raw is at a point right now where it is way more watchable than SmackDown. Before we move on to Raw, I just want to you know make one last point about the Fiend, about Bray Wyatt, and I think it goes back. Our disappointment goes back to. The re- I mean, to the fact that he was even booked to win a universal championship, which he didn't really need in the first place. No, that's, that's uh, absolutely right. Uh, uh, when you're a demon, uh, when you are so sick and twisted, what is use of championship? Uh, sayo? I mean, that's probably why he, at the end, I don't know if you saw the end, the, the full segment of the main event, Saudi Mania, right? Um, what happened there, If you just for those who didn't see, after he lost, he stood up, yeah, and then you know did the magic trick of disappearing. You know, turn the lights off, disappear after. Yeah. So, parang it signaled that he didn't really care for the championship that much. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of you know the demon being the demon who doesn't really need the title. But at the same time, there is still some luster that was lost because this guy had to lose to Goldberg. Yeah, he was undefeated. Yeah. He was undefeated throughout his run, and he had to lose to a fifty-three-year-old Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Nilang yun. It also devalues your championship. Because when your champion says, nah, I don't care about it as much, okay lang natalo ako, peace out. Mm. It devalues it. <laughs> yeah, Kahit yeah. sabi mo, demonyo pa yung yeah. champion mo dati, di ba? Uh, again, they did what they could to protect the fiend, but you know the end result is the end result. I think that's really, uh, uh, um, uh, it, it's an outcome of having booked themselves in that corner. Mm. They like, just uh, sobrang short sighted yung decision to make the fiend the champion yeah, in the first yeah. place. They just really did what they could. Um, I guess I applaud a little bit for that. But uh, yeah, we're, we're stuck with Goldberg, and we're probably gonna be stuck until WrestleMania because it's probably just a plot device for Roman Reigns to get the championship back. Let's zoom out a bit here and talk about how fucked up it is that the Universal Championship's title history is littered with part timers. <laughs> yeah, from, well, from to Goldberg fair, to Brock to well, I, I I wouldn't say the fiend, but like sobrang sobrang checkered ng history niya. Like yung memorable champions talaga that really defended the title were Kevin Owens, mm. Seth Rollins, and that's it. Because mm. Roman had to abdicate it, mm. when he uh, had cancer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't help that the Universal Championship is a young title, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, really disappointing all around. Um, I'm, I'm ready to move on from SmackDown. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. One last. Uh, uh, 
Bray and Cena. How do we oh, feel yeah, yeah. about this? No, I'm okay with it because I know, and I better. I mean, I better get Cena losing because you know Cena really owes Bray a win from all those 31. years ago. So. From 31, yeah. So I I'm, sorry, 30. I'm good with it. No, does it 30? Yeah, 31. All right, I'm good with this because this is probably like the consolation prize, even though we shouldn't have. We sh- we're not supposed to have a consolation prize for the fiend anyway to begin with. I mean, what? How else would, you know, Cena spin this? Would he force himself to get a win? Would he force creative to give him a win? There's no way. I mean, like, at this point, this guy is uh, full-on rock mode at this uh, at the moment. Can I be purse markety here and nitpick on certain things? Like, hey, number one, uh, why didn't The Fiend attack John Cena? Uh. Every other wrestler that Bray Wyatt, The Fiend viciously attacked. Mm. What makes Cena special? Now, all he does is look at Cena and then point at the sign. Number two, Si Cena naman, like, alam yun eh, a-attack na siya eh. Mm. Di man lang siya nag-preemptive strike. And then, he just tipped his, his baseball hat like it was a cowboy hat. <laughs> Number three, who gave these two assholes the power to book this match? Kailan sila naging authority no, figure? No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Uh, it's a challenge, you know. Uh, you don't need, um, you don't need the power of authority to, to make yourself a match when you challenge one another and both of you agree anyway. That's that that part isn't it? I mean, you know, people challenge all, each other all the time in wrestling. Yeah, but it's very Batista at this point. Now, give me what I want, eh. and so they get what it, what they want. If uh, I mean, like the only the only way this would have been problematic is if one of them didn't consent, and then somehow the other forces the match to happen. I mean, these guys agree to their match. They well, are in Cena's case, literally. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so it's fine. out of character, talaga for the fiend to not even go for the jugular, Kai Cena. Yeah, like, it, he was there. He was uh, he he was there right for the picking. Yeah, it wasn't really. You know, I guess it was pretty lazy when you know the fiend's history, the Bray Wyatt's history of you know coming up with uh, hardworking Firefly Funhouse videos for all that. Yeah, it's like modus ng fiend. Yeah, parang di man lang niya inexecute, diba? Na siya. Okay, uh, let's talk about Raw because we are apparently building towards Elimination Chamber. Oh yeah, it's this Sunday. Yeah, right? Uh, right, but like, I it, heard it correctly. Yes, it is this Sunday. Yeah, and Elimination Chamber is also the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Yes, sir. So this is very weird. Now we're just coming off of uh, WWE Blood Money and then now there's the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, they... I don't know. I don't know if they really did this right, but uh, it... Well, technically, it's like a month left to WrestleMania. We got like four weeks left. So, sakto lang that the pay-per-view is this Sunday because it would have, you know, that amount, that much time to build up to WrestleMania. Right. So, okay. Uh, we have Elimination Chamber on Monday, Manila time. And we're going to we're gonna be predicting it now because it's mm. uh, We don't have time to wait for SmackDown. Sure, sure. Right? Uh, but before we get to our predictions, we have to talk about Raw. Mm-hmm. Because Raw this week was definitely more watchable, definitely more enjoyable, mm. and definitely has more talking points. Oh, absolutely. At, at least on a positive level. So it started off very strong with the Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar segment. Because mm-hmm. um, kita mo na eh how hot the crowd is for Drew. Now, this crowd was pretty hot. All yeah, night, yeah, well, it, it's Brooklyn, number uh, one. Uh, and uh, having been there in that arena myself, like, um, nag, mas, mas na iintindihan ko na yung ano, yung sinasabi nila na uh, the Brooklyn crowd is a crazy crowd. Iba yung saltik eh. Uh, uh, these guys will, uh, um, they're very picky with what they pop for, but mm. when they pop, they pop. This is, uh, I mean, New York is a wrestling town, so. Yeah. Uh, so you have that. Um, I I love what I'm seeing out of Drew McIntyre. Like yeah. if you um, okay, so major fresh sa akin yung Batista Triple H feud because I watched yung Evolution episode of Ruthless Aggression right. on the network. Yeah, yeah. So the way that the crowd popped for Batista in 2005 during the Built Mania, that's what I'm getting uh, from from Drew McIntyre. Like him hitting Brock with a claymore, raising the championship. Like this crowd is totally eating it up, and I think we're all ready. For a Drew McIntyre win, mm. a big guy hits hard. How can you not like this guy, Niba? How can you not like Drew McIntyre? He's believable. He is intense, and uh, I think they're not ruining him with any script. I think uh, Raw so far lately has been pretty unscripted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that the company is getting behind Drew. Oh, uh, and I, I would hope so, Niba. I, I mean, we said the same thing no. about what Roman did a few no. years ago, and that didn't happen. And because when they were micromanaging Roman back then, 
Um, they're just really booking Drew well right now. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not being oversaturated. Like we get his one segment, then they replay na lang nila. Mm. Like hindi yung parang may backstage pa siya, mm. meron pa siyang interaction with whatever. Like okay na yun. He's in his own little uh, um, corner with Brock, mm. and that's it. Let's leave them there. Well, I mean, it's not like you when you do Brock anyway. I mean, like there, he he's not showing up every week. He's not going to show up multiple times a night. So when you're paired with Brock. You're probably just gonna do the one thing every night. I guess when you contrast that with the build for Kofi from last year, uh, now Kofi was in like two or three segments of show. Uh, he was like uh, having to fuck with Vince McMahon, then mm. all the other heels, then Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Um, we're, we're not getting that from Drew, and mm. I think it's actually refreshing. Mm. So I, I I like what I'm seeing. I guess when well, Kofi and Drew aren't the same person. I mean, Kofi is more of an underdog, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely want to see Kofi fight from underneath. Because that thing is inspiring. Me, whereas uh, you can believe probably that Drew and Brock are on the same level, so you know once one and done is good for them. You, you, you know what I'm getting from the Drew McIntyre arc right now oh. is this is the noble warrior NXT wishes it could have. Mm. The problem with face McIntyre from NXT was mm. that everyone else in NXT was small. Mm-mm. So McIntyre couldn't really like dominate over them and be the babyface uh, when everyone was tinier than him. Yeah. But now that he's up against Brock, na at least on his sa- uh, on the same physical size, diba? uh it, It's comparable. Na yeah. parang okay, it's it's a fair fight. I can see him as the noble warrior. Na yeah, he's the good guy. I will root for him. Mm. Parang weird kasi na yeah, you know Bobby Roode was a cheater, pero malitin si Bobby Roode. Eh. Mm. So yun, um I, I think this is what's working for Drew and I guess it, it all just worked out since he uh got you know got moved from NXT to Raw. Okay. Uh now segueing off of that, we have to talk about the closing of Raw. Mm-hmm. Closing segment. Uh one of the better closing segments <laughs> in a long, long time. And what I will say is the best Randy Orton promo full stop. Damn. All right. Yeah. Um so so Randy Orton basically explained why he went after Edge. And it was not for any reason that you probably thought of before seeing this. Yeah. I mean, like, wow. I mean, who could have? Only a psychopath, only only a true uh, true weirdo could have gone to such great lengths to justify to uh, to justify doing what he did. Yeah, feeling that this is something that Pritchard or Heyman wrote. Yun, yun dalawa lang eh. <laughs> no, it can't be Pritchard because Pritchard's doing SmackDown and SmackDown is bad. So oh, is he? Yeah. Okay, Kalaxi Pritchard's blame Everyone is blaming Pritchard for SmackDown. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, straight out of the sick and twisted mind of Paul Heyman. I, I can tell. No. And um, I, I love yung psychology of Randy Orton that he has to come out there and tell Beth Phoenix to her face why he uh, just really laid into Edge her husband um, and and he says that it's, it comes from a place of love like I am returning him back to you I'm keeping him away from the business so your children can have a father so you can have a husband I'm doing this for you parang selfless pa siya. by nearly killing him yeah and the uh, all the vets in the business people like Jericho will say that the best heels are the ones who really believe they're right mm. and this is a villain who really believes his, he's right and if you're you know of any lesser uh Mental stature, uh, you could buy what is buy into what he's saying. Yeah, so I was watching this this afternoon, right? And I was actually like, I was smiling. The parang yeah. fuck ang galing ng heel work niya. And then yeah. there was a part of me, uh, the rational or or moral side, was like, he's really fucked up. Mm. Like that, that's not love. So the way I would liken the Randy Orton character we're getting right now is, alam mo yung mga uh, yung mga pumapatay ng idols nila. Because if if oh, I can't have you, no one can. Yeah. Um, Christina Grimmy, the singer from yeah, The Voice, yeah, comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, y- I, I can't have you, so no one else can, so I'll kill you. That, that's basically Randy Orton. Mm. Yeah, um, not in those exact uh, reasons, but it is pretty much similar to that. It is pretty fucked up that he only he could uh, come up with such a reason, uh, you know, by by saying he was protecting Edge from himself, from his addiction to the high that, you know, performing in front of all these people. Hey, sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and by, by nearly killing him. Yeah, and, and not just that. Um, he vilified Beth because uh, Beth was an enabler. enabler uh, and he vilified the fans all in one fell swoop. Uh, <laughs> so brangaling, like layers upon layers of, of uh, psychology and just uh, being fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't remember the last heel promo na sobrang na-affect ako that way. Na I was like, fuck, that was masterful. Me neither. 
you know, because heels tend to be either generic or, or simplistic. Yeah, simplistic because uh, they're overly scripted. I think this one was definitely unscripted. There were definitely bullet points because he was shooting straight, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, displaying his his genius out there. Yeah, by, and yeah. Uh, so, sorry to cut you no, off. No, go, go, go. Um, is is patong ano eh? Is patong I guess nuance. It's an evolution of the Randy Orton character. Because he's always been uh, crazy since what, 2008, 2009? Mm, this is the IED Orton. Yeah. Mm. And this is him taking things one step further. Nah, he acts like a sane person and he's able to justify his actions. It's just that everything is so fucked up. It's so morally wrong. Mm. Like, um, the end definitely does not justify the means. Yep. Like, it's still very much in line with his branding. Mm. And yet, um, he comes now from his own version of the moral high ground. So, um, I, I guess we've seen Orton on our TVs for so long that we never thought that he could still evolve like this. I think when you're given that much creative freedom, you definitely can. I mean, uh, I don't think we've had a show, a WWE show like this, uh, you know, discounting NXT in, a, in quite a while. Tapos uh, Orton ang Angaling din na, you know, Edge hasn't appeared since uh, Orton took him out, right? As he should. As he should, yeah. Mm. Just to really sell the effects of attack. Mm. And Orton has managed to keep the feud fresh, to keep the story relevant, to keep us all hooked and invested in it. Sobrang galing. It, it's really a testament to uh, Randy Orton, the performer, that he's able to do all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't... Uh, I mean, it takes a lot of uh, skill and creativity to pull off the promo Randy did. Yeah. Um, remember in 2006 when he was healing it up against Rey Mysterio mm. and he, he pulled the Eddie's in Hell promo? Uh. Now, in retrospect, was such a cheap, uh, yeah, cheap yeah. heel thing to say, right? Now he doesn't need that because he's got this level of nuance that he can draw from, and it really is the mark of a performer who's um, really just maxed out his potential. I mean, wh- whoever wrote this, I mean, whoever came up with this promo, with this angle, with this reasoning, they're the ones who have nuance. I don't know if it's Orton, if it, I don't know if it's Heyman. But uh, someone, uh, someone in the back is doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would give it to everybody involved. Because yeah. if, if Orton flubbed the promo, everybody did a great job. I'm going to put it right now as my, my front runner for promo of the year. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not a tall order at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else from Raw this week that you want to get into? Uh, not at the moment. Um, you know, Street Profits won the tag team championships, which is a surprise. But hey, everyone in Brooklyn managed to justify that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love the Street Profits, and you know, Montez Ford is doing a lot of work. Uh, it's clear that the company's getting behind Ford. Uh, I mean, Dawkins is also doing a good job, but I think uh, Ford is really the one carrying the the, the entire team. To this push, like you can tell, he's the Shawn Michaels yeah, on that yeah. team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry, Doc, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, surprising, lang that they had to wait for Raw to make that title change happen. Yeah. Well, uh, I think this is what uh, I think Chino or Kamos mentioned last week when we were predicting uh, uh, when we were predicting Super Showdown that if you did a big title change on on that show, you know it probably would not have had that reaction as if it was uh, on the U.S. and in the U.S., uh, you know, in the U.S. crowd. Uh, I'm just happy for the Street Profits, but, you know, selfishly, I wish na Rollins and Murphy would have held that title longer. Because now that they're no longer champions, they don't have over the rest of the Raw roster. No, but I do think that the way they lost was pretty logical, was pretty natural. It helped build the, the simmering feud between uh, Rollins and Kevin Owens, and it it all made sense because everyone was in in the same storyline together. Major sad lang because yeah. when Mania comes around and it looks like it will be Rollins versus Owens one on one. The plans in Murphy and AOP when the purpose of this uh, faction with Rollins is to elevate all three of them. I do think that no no no. Um, on that point, I do think that this was a way to shift the tag team championships from Rollins and Murphy to AOP. So now that they're not champions and now that the focus is on Seth versus Owens, you, um, it definitely leaves uh, AOP open to challenge uh, for the tag team championships. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Way. Mm. Oh, I, I don't know what Murphy's going to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't even get to talk. Yeah. 
Well, you know, he's Australian, so that explains it. Dude, Malino accent, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, uh, okay, so, so, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you watch Two Hundred Five Live. That's uh, no. <laughs> no, I I watch Australian television, yeah. and there are other Australians I watch on TV whose accents are thicker than Buddy Murphy's, uh-huh. right? Uh, but I, I'm just gonna say that the uh, the Australian with the clearest accent. Na what do you I've mean heard. clearest accent? As in, yung pinaka hindi sa tunog, uh, yung parang makapal na accent. Ah, okay. Is Robbie Eagles? That's true. Mm. It's like barely there. Like yeah. there is a hint of an accent, but I can understand everything he says. That's true. Mm. Yeah. It's so that, not terrible, terribly thick. Yes, yes. There, that's what I was trying to mm. say. All right, before we get to our Elimination Chamber predictions, we got to tell you that we've got our uh, PayMaya app, or our PayMaya code, rather. Absolutely. So the we second half. You, yeah, the second half of the code. So the first half was WW, and the second half is PayMaya. Hey. So the full code is WWPayMaya. Once again, that is WWPayMaya. And uh, here's everything you need to know if you want to check out this code. All right, so if you use that code, if you use WWPayMaya, when you register for your PayMaya account, you can avail of all the different Balikbaya promos PayMaya has to offer. So when you buy, when you shop online, when you shop in stores, you can use uh, the QR uh, scanner uh, feature on the app. Or you can, uh, it's what we call scan to pay. And then you can also use your PayMaya account uh, to purchase stuff online. You can also use the PayMaya app to to pay your bills, to send money to different bank accounts or to different PayMaya accounts, buy load, buy gaming pins, and you know, all these different things that you can do when you go cashless with PayMaya and you get Balik Baya. That means money back to you. Yes, yeah, so, balik bayad, there are random percentages. Yeah, means oh, yeah, yeah. 1%, 10%, 100%. Yeah. People, I've seen people post stories of them getting uh, balik bayad of up to 800 pesos. That's it, a lot. Yeah, that's absolute. That's no joke. And you can also get double balik bayad every weekend. Yeah. So yun pa, that's another uh, that's another potential reward. And one more promo that PayMaya is giving out for the month of March is that you can pay a bill every Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. and get 100 pesos per unique biller, up to three billers for the promo period. Yeah, so imagine that. You get up to 300 back when you pay three different bills. So all the promos that PayMaya is putting out for the month of March, you can actually uh, check it out over at paymaya.com slash deals. Right. So once again, our promo code is WWPayMaya. Time for us to predict Elimination Chamber, which again takes place Monday morning Manila time. All right. Uh, so far, there are six matches announced as of recording. We're recording this on Tuesday night. So anything and everything can change up until Monday. And, you know... There is always a chance of impromptu matches happening in the card because yeah. it happened on Super Showdown. It's probably going to happen here. Yeah. With only six matches, no way there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start off with the fact that none of the world titles are up for grabs because, spoiler alert, both your champions are old and are part-timers. <laughs> Sad. Now that that's out of the way, let's go to um, the United States Championship match, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, I mean, this match has been happening. Well, well, it's Angel Garza versus Umberto. Yeah, but we've like had Andrade past, and Umberto uh, for a, a while now, yeah. before the suspension. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. but I think uh, Umberto wins. No, no way. Because Umberto's been losing so much. Yeah, which is why I think he's going to win. What? No, I don't think so. I mean, something's going to happen. Some shenanigans are going to go down. I think Andrade keeps it. Uh, there's some. They're pretty high on him for... Uh, some reason, despite the uh, wellness policy violation and the lack of English, yeah, well, he's getting better. I mean, have you seen? Have you read about his interviews? No, uh, nipa, nipa. They are in considerably much better English than before. If you rank these guys in uh, English fluency, Garza Parin. Ah, yeah, Garza Parin. Uh, for some reason, he speaks a way better than everyone in his family. So is it Garza, then Umberto, then Andrade? No, I would say Garza, Andrade, and then Umberto. And then above all of them is uh, King Cuerno. Yeah. What's his name, sir? WWE? Uh, Tawagdan, uh, wait, something Bali. Jorge Bali. There, thank you. Jorge Bali. So he was also known as El Hijo del Fantasmo in Mexico before he uh, jumped over to the PC. Yep. All right, uh, next up, you've got a no DQ match between Aleister Black and AJ Styles. Do you think the Undertaker thing is still happening? Yes, I I do. Um, What is this then for? Uh, it's for the Undertaker to fuck with AJ. So what? I think AJ the Undertaker loses? makes what? his presence felt. AJ loses. Yeah, because it's a weird. Ah, yeah. 
Protect, Paolo Princi, Alistair Black. Yeah, protect Black, right? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he got his, uh, he got a loss on Raw this week. Yeah, yeah. But it was after he had to beat Gallows and Anderson. Right. So yeah, I think the Undertaker shows up and his gong uh, rings or whatever. I know what gets if, distracted. What, what if Alistair Black summons the Undertaker because you know he is a Satanist. Anyo magtutu-tutu sa kay Undertaker. Uyo ginagago ni AJ. Teacher ni si Undertaker. Ganun ba? Yes, he has the urn for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think Alistair Black wins here. AJ has nothing really to gain by winning. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, you've got the rematch for the Raw Tag Team titles between the Street Profits and then Rollins and Murphy. I think the uh, Street Pro- Profits retain. Yeah, there's no way that the Street Profits lose. I mean, they just won. And for sure, Kevin Owens is going to make his presence felt here as well. Yeah. Uh, then again, we have history then of you know of guys just winning the title then losing it at the very next pay-per-view like Tozawa from uh, the, the early days yeah. of the Cruiserweight title. Uh, next, you have a three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. It's Braun Strowman defending against the Men of Honor, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Yeah, this is Strowman's to win. Talaga? Oh. I think Zayn wins it. Wait, if they win, who wins it? I think the guy who gets the pin. Huh? Is that what he said? No, I don't know. But like, I'm going to assume... I'm going to make my own rules here because they're not making any rules. Okay. And they're probably going to lay this out on the SmackDown before the Chamber. I mean, they better. Mm. They, they better. I think it's whoever gets the pin gets the title. Because mm, if we're getting, if we're still possibly getting Nakamura versus Zayn, maybe? I mean, based on the leaked cards, parang hindi. Parang I mean, si Strowman pa rin yung champion heading into oh. Mania. Okay, so why, why does it matter then? Because I don't trust the leaked cards. All right. And I want Sami Zayn to win the title. Okay. Um, I, th- I think it's Braun. Okay. Mm. Right, uh, you have two chamber matches, which again aren't for the world titles because you know uh, old part-time champions. But okay, naman, I don't like them forcing the uh, the world championships in the chamber if it doesn't make sense. I'm like, yeah, okay, but the, the SmackDown tags are forced in the chamber. This does not make sense to me. Like, how the fuck does heavy machinery have a title uh, yeah, yeah, shot? That's, that's true. Uh, why do they deserve it? What the fuck did Lucha House Party do to deserve this? That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ziggler Rude, ma, ma ano ko pa eh, masisikmura ko pa eh. The Usos masisikmura mm. ko pa. New Day definitely because they just lost. Yeah, yeah, but the other two teams. There are no, teams. there are no qualifying matches. So yeah, yeah. That's also because your tag team division is shit. Mm. They, you know, they've been booked shittily. Mm. So I think Miz and Morrison. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, there's no way Miz and Morrison lose here. Mm-hmm. And finally, you have your uh, Raw Women's Championship contender uh, elimination chamber match. Mm. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, Shayna for sure. So. In conclusion, medyo walang kwenta tong Elimination Chamber this year? Uh, wala siyang kwenta, but I mean, I would say that they did an okay job of, you know, making the matches make sense. I mean, you know, for the most part, right? I mean, all of this is, uh, if it didn't happen on Super Showdown, you knew it was going to happen here. No, um, more than ever, sobrang halata na stop gap pay-per-view to heading into Mania. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's fast lane, essentially. Like, you need this to happen to set up what's happening at Mania. But I would and, say... And that's it. You know, it's weird because... Uh, uh, Super Showdown happened last week. And yeah. this is going to happen this week. Mm. It's like two parts of a paper, of a really long pay-per-view. Okay. So, it still kind of makes sense to me that the matches did it, that didn't happen on Super Showdown would happen here. Mm. So, it's not as bad... That it's a stopgap to me. Yeah, it, it really just feels like uh, a stopgap yeah. to me. Um, I'm probably going to be fast forwarding through a lot of this as well, mm. just because a lot of the conclusions are very foregone. Yeah, but okay, lang. I mean, uh, what I would hope is that other things happen that would help build WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, that's mm. the hope, naman, right? mm. uh, We just want to make sure that WrestleMania makes sense, even though we know it's going to be a bloated card once again. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, as if we trust the leak card, there are 17 matches. Yeah, parang last year. Yeah, you know, eto sa sabiin ko. If you've survived being at Mania live through a 17 card event, yeah, lahat ng lahat na papasin mo sa mundo kaya mo na. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to AEW now. Let's jump ship. Mm-hmm. Let's follow Matt Hardy and talk about AEW Revolution. Yes, uh, what a good show. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen yung Hager versus Dustin. Yun na lang. But I've seen everything else. Loved what I saw. Um, my instant takeaways were, holy fuck, I care about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page now. And I ranted <laughs> about this several weeks ago here on the podcast. Na, um, sobrang, uh, for me, is very masturbatory and everything. And yes, these tendencies are still there at the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much there. But I can kind of forgive it now uh, when I see matches like that, that tag team title match. Definitely, and I mean, it was just so good. I mean, everything was satisfying. I don't know why, because I don't know. We're so used to disappointing WWE pay per views, and I guess uh, they uh, AEW really did a good job of making this one feel special. Because every now and then, ngalang, right? Yeah, so, and, and they went yun. all out. Yun, it's also the storytelling. Because uh. even the Pac versus Orange Cassidy, which was only announced days before the oh, event. Oh yeah, which we didn't even get a chance to preview because we didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, the crowd was so hot for it. I yeah. was hot for it. So because wait, like, wait, wait, they're smart because they held the event in Chicago. Okay. Even yeah. in Chicago, feeling like they're still going to be with Orange not, Cassidy's antics. I am not so sure about that. You know? I mean, they, sus- they sustained their energy for the whole night. But this is Chicago. I'm not so sure it would have flown the same way in any other town. I would argue that they've actually built Orange Cassidy to the point that, um, yeah, he's he's a guy I, I want to watch. Uh, if we're talking about Orange Cassidy specifically, then yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. this guy is a genius. Because he figured out a way to make his regular offense feel even more special. Yeah. Uh, even yung, uh, the whole... This time he's gonna try. Like na bobo siya. Huh. and like technically you're not supposed to cheer for a guy who's half-assing it, but mm. he does it in such a cool and suave way. Na yeah, I dig this guy, and and he's so popular mm. that people in the Philippines are cosplaying as him yeah. at PWR events. Yeah, I mean, we see you, we see you guys, and I guess we approve. Because, you know, Orange Cassidy is cool. I mean, don't put yourselves <laughs> over at a PWR show. <laughs> no, it's, it's not your show. I mean... But it's a testament <laughs> to how popular wait, wait, Orange wait, wait. Cassidy has hold, become. Hold, hold on a minute. People are going to cosplay no matter what. It's not putting. It's not themselves putting themselves over. It's just well, even tao like they really commit to it. Like mas cafe pa sila kaysa sa atin, okay? <laughs> I mean, tipo meet and greet na di pa sila nagsasalita. Na nakapost lang sila don. <laughs> Kulang na lang yung may tumatay. Tasa kabilang cubicle nandun yeah, sila. Yeah. So there, that's what I mean when I say don't right, put yourselves fine. over at our show. But yeah, Orange Cassidy is a fucking genius, man. Mm, so he, is, he is, and he is a you know he has the skill to back it up, right? You don't expect a guy like that. I, mean, I have I, coming as as someone who hasn't seen his full body of work. I didn't do my homework on him, but you know it was the first time I really saw him wrestle. I didn't know him before AEW. Yeah, I mean, I I did. I I had, I had heard word about him. People were talking about him. I I didn't bother to look into it before he appeared on AEW. But you know, as someone who has seen him really wrestle wrestle the first time, I I was amazed and. I think it helped that it was the first time I was seeing him do that. Yeah, he's a great character for mm. sure. Like he knows his character very well and he knows what works and what probably doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but on the flip side, he did not do this alone. But it takes two to tango mm. and it really shows how great of a performer Pac is. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, you know, WWE really missed the boat on on Pac as a as a performer at this level. So sayang, but at the same time, he's here in AEW and he's uh, got a different platform where he can really be that character he wants to be. So, if he wants you know, to be a bastard, let him be a bastard. Yeah, he wants to be 206, let him be 206. <laughs> All right, uh, we also have to talk about um, you know, uh, the the two main matches. So you had MJF and Cody, and then uh, John Moxley uh, winning the title from Chris Jericho. Let's talk about uh, the world championship first, because uh, I think it's well-deserved. Uh, not the man overdue, but uh, it came at the right time. I think. Yeah, it came at the right time. Everybody was expecting it. But mm. indeed, it's not the result. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the match itself was not all that because it's Jericho. He's at this age. He's good, but he's also pacing himself at this age. Even uh, Moxley. Yeah, no, 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 no. Moxley, Moxley can go. As you can see uh, from his NJPW matches, whoever he's in the ring with in Japan, he can keep up with that pace. But Jericho. Uh, he formula is Jericho. I mean, you notice that he goes to the outside in the beginning of a match. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you probably noticed that by now, I'm sure. Yep. And he takes slow uh, when he gets back to the ring, right? And Mox, it's, it was all really Moxley could do 
that uh, he had to keep up with that pace and he couldn't really take it much faster. Yeah, um, I also appreciate that your involvement in the inner circle. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, hindi din siya yung parang ah fuck this again, right? Saktong doses palang. Mm. So we're not super tired of them yet, and it it just gets the right amount of heat. It helps that the inner circle didn't interfere in each other's matches that yes, much. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think they figured it out. They figured out a way to mm. um, remain involved in each other's stories without mm. having to step on each other's toes. Yeah, yeah. So there. Um, really appreciate yung uh yung moment of John Moxley finally. Winning the championship, it's just that I was hoping for him to be that crazy heel. But you know, na ano rin eh, at, at some at some point, because of how popular he is, he was gonna be that stone cold character. Yeah, uh, it's a good move then because Kenny wasn't doing much. They, I mean, they were downplaying Kenny for you know their own particular reasons, their own personal reasons. Cody wasn't at that level yet. He need, I, I think, he needs this MJF story to to boost him into that top face uh, spot. So all they really had left was Moxley and Moxley was the right guy for this job. Yeah, um, I don't mind having Moxley as your top face. And I guess if AEW is trying to be new age WCW, Uh then I guess a Stone Cold Steve Austin type of character sort of makes sense. Yeah, they need that kind of character. And I can't wait for all the potential matchups that is in store for, for Moxley. All right, in the words of good old Bill Goldberg, who's next? Uh, who's your next number one contender? I think there is a Jericho rematch happening. At, I mean, you can't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's WWE fan thinking, but no, there, isn't, close that, yeah, there isn't a clear-cut next contender. Say, uh, Cody's still tied up with MJF. I would like for there to be mm-hmm. a tournament, kind of like how yeah. they had a tournament for um, in tag team titles, right? That's, that's also pretty fair because... Uh, you definitely don't have a uh, an obvious next contender, so you gotta build one up for yeah. sure. Um, if I were to put my money on it, though, if it's not MJF, it's Pac. Puede, puede. Uh, yeah, you're right. You mentioned MJF. That could be a good uh, next contender. You know, a filler contender, if you will. Yeah, after all, MJF did, did beat Cody. Puede, puede. And it was the second biggest match on the show. Sure. Um, I would say na it was actually the hotter feud than Moxley Jericho. It was, it was. So it's a storytelling. It's just that the match itself did not deliver on the level I hoped it would. Maybe it was because they knew it wasn't ending yet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they had to leave some in the tank for next time, for sure. I mean, it was only a regular match, Deba. Right? Yeah, it was a regular match. Uh, Wardlow got involved. Brandy and Arn Anderson got involved. Yeah. Dustin and... Who's uh, Dustin? Because Dustin got involved. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake Hager? I don't know, Jake Hager. Someone. Someone. Yeah. 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 Uh, for sure, this, is, this storyline is begging for a bigger match. You know, a more... Violent match, maybe at Blood and Guts. Speaking of Blood and Guts, that is the next big AEW event, and that's going to be at one of their Dynamite episodes, and it's basically War Games. Yeah, it's War Games, but not called War Games. Yeah, because you know, not that part, any. Uh, I think the Blood and Guts is the name. Yeah, because there's trademark. I'm sure WWE beat them to the punch. And no, no, um, uh, Cody was talking about this on the AEW podcast, so a lot of the old WCW trademarks are with WWE. Yeah, when they when bought, they, when bought, they bought uh, so rights. Only a few stuff were uh, not were not bought. So I think they had Bash at the Beach and all that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me how they're really drawing a lot from WCW, which is like, like um, there were a lot of good things that they did, but there were also a lot of bad things. Uh, no, that no, they no, did. no. Uh, it's because, and uh, again, Cody explains this. Um, a lot of WCW and and some of NWA stuff is Dusty's, ah, and okay. uh, Cody is just. You know, trying to get as much of Dusty's legacy as he could, as he is legally allowed. Okay, in yeah. th- in that case, then I'm I'm totally fine with it. Uh, uh, what I don't understand is how come Dustin gets to keep Rhodes, but Cody doesn't. Feeling ko kasi yung Dustin Rhodes hindi niya talaga ginamit yeah. sa WWE, although so hindi yeah. nila trademark. Whereas Cody Rhodes was used on merch, diba? on action figures and all that uh, stuff. I guess, I guess. Yeah. Uh, before we uh, get to our picks of the week, let's talk about the women's championship match. Okay. Okay. Uh, sa AEW. So I think it's still consensus na um, there are still certain parts of AEW that are booked really shit mm. like the women's division or certain heels like the Lucha Brothers but I want to focus on the women's division in particular because um, I think Nyla Rose is talented I don't mm-hmm. think she's the best but I think she's talented I, I think I think she is uh, just green 
I think she needs she needed veteran leadership in that match. Yeah, because I mm. also think Chris Statlander is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's she just is. That well, actually, on chemistry, uh, I didn't really enjoy that match. I wasn't I very feel it. invested in it. Yeah. They tried. They definitely tried, but uh, both of them really needed someone to lead them. And the the problem is AEW didn't also have uh, that kind of veteran leadership, and other than Riho, right? Mm-hmm. Riho is the most veteran there. Then you have uh, Emi Sakura, who isn't working for them regularly. So sayang talaga. It could have been someone who is uh, definitely more experienced, uh, someone who could help Nyla unleash the inner beast that she could be. Has anyone brought up how Chris Statlander only looks like an alien but doesn't really act like one? But uh, a weird no, 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 no. alien gimmick. No, the alien thing is you need to need to watch Dark. Uh, she acts like she is new to Earth. And this, this is more fleshed out because in the other shows, I don't know if they did as much of this fleshi- fleshing out in, uh, in episodes of Dynamite leading up to no, they Revolution. Didn't. So yeah, she would, you know, boop noses and pretend like she doesn't know how to act like a human. So weird because again, um, you can't expect everyone to watch Dark mm. and I'm that petty penguin meme that no, I'm not going to do it. I really am not. I, I do not want to watch Dark. I have no time for Dark, so I'm not going to watch Dark. Yeah, it was on them to explain why, you know, why Chris Statlander is an alien. And why I should care about her being an alien, mm. right? Uh, Although it's funny. I like it. it it's kind of like how they si Jungle Boy. Because mm. the original character of the Jurassic Express is that, or, or the original story nila is Luchasaurus is the learned one and Jungle Boy is literally uh, a Jungle Boy. Yeah, Jungle the Mowgli of the entire thing. Yeah, but now he's Jack Perry. Like now they're drawing on him being Luke Perry's kid. Now they're drawing on him actually. This is JR's fault though. Because he keeps mentioning Yeah, because Jungle he keeps Boy, calling Jack him Perry. yeah, he calls him Jungle Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um sobrang weird lang kasi I expected them to keep fleshing out yung dynamic ni Luchasaurus being the smart one na parang I'm cultured, I'm modern and then Jungle <laughs> Boy being yung you know batang batang jungle. Batang jungle <laughs> or you know whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, so sobrang pagkukulang lang on their end. But other than those minor nitpicks, I think AEW is beginning to hit its stride, and I'm actually happy to be along for the ride. And I'm at a point where I'm looking forward to Dynamite again. Uh, I think um, there just needs to be a entire team behind the scenes of uh, AEW creative. Because as far as I know, I think. Tony Khan is the one doing uh, all the work. So all hands-on, the, yeah. So he's super hands-on. Surprisingly, he's he seems to be in charge of all creative. And if not, if he isn't, I am not sure who is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's the agents they hired for the show, but parang there doesn't seem to be uh, a unified force driving AEW creative. So I think they need that. Just to tackle all aspects of the show, Shemper, uh, when you're just one person, I, it's pretty hard to you know ad- adequately give attention to all all facets of the show, uh, all sides of the roster. So you definitely need help there, especially if you still have holes in your game like the women's division. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, not everyone can have a slow uh, a slow burn um, booking like Darby Allen. Right, he's basically right. their Alistair Black at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, so uh, definitely just get some help. Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting help, I think Cody should get some help when it comes to his tattoo choices next time. <laughs> I mean, I for one love <sighs> ink. I love colored ink. I would do you, not love where that neck tattoo is. Would you get a neck tattoo? No, I would not get a neck tattoo. But <laughs> <laughs> back of the neck, okay lang. Eh, ang weird yung sa side of the neck placement. Eh. Yeah. It's so. Un- it's, a, it's a. It's a tattoo of Georgia, I think. No, it's yung nightmare logo. Oh, it's a nightmare logo. I yeah. thought it was like the outline of the Georgia State. No, no, no. It's the nightmare logo. So it's basically God. his brand, his company, which Ooh. he slapped on his own neck. Because Brandy definitely did not uh, approve of this tattoo because I, I heard she hated it. It's <laughs> just a bad decision, dude. Yeah. Uh, it, it is as bad as Post Malone's facial tattoos, <laughs> which apparently he does because he's so insecure. You know what? Uh, facial tattoos are much better than the side of the neck tattoo because the side of the neck is so awkward. I, I would understand facial tattoos if they are done right. If they are not as... Give me one good facial tattoo because I, I don't think there is any. I don't know. I kind of dig Mike Tyson's facial tattoo. Talaga? Yeah, I mean, it's not intrusive. It's uh, It works around the shape of his face. 
it feels like a warrior tribal tattoo of some sort. But man, everybody else with a facial tattoo from Takashi Six Nine to Post Malone to um all all these uh, XXX when he was still alive. Jeez, I mean, you know, Umaga had facial ink. It's not a tattoo, but it worked. Feeling ko pag face paint siya, okay lang kasi temporary. Kasi you know it's temporary. Yeah, even si Matt Bloom when he was same Tensai. idea though. It's you, a, you're you're inking your face. Yeah, but you you do it for your character, for your performance. Na parang pwede mo tanggalin pag off duty ka. So it's the permanence that's bothering you. Yes. All right. Because it, it looks bad, like that neck tattoo. I wouldn't want it on me when I'm 55. I guess. I mean, I've got a tattoo of a family controller, uh, family computer controller on my arm, and this is something I wouldn't mind on me when I'm 65 <laughs> or 69. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's it's just a weird decision. Yeah. Really. Uh yeah um oh and shout out to Stephen Amell who yeah. uh, made an appearance at Revolution as part of the Nightmare Family mm-hmm. really love uh, that do you think he's gonna wrestle soon uh no I don't think so <laughs> uh he is working on a pilot though young uh, wrestling series that uh, heals oh yeah 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 I remember which that. will air on Stars I think uh it's an upcoming fall season should be good uh Stars is uh the original uh, network of American Gods and that was pretty good in its first season so I'm Spartacus looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spartacus mm. also aired on mm. Stars. yeah. So the premise of Heels is Stephen Amell is this uh, promoter from the 80s I think and so it's, he is Jesus. a heel. Why are we doing 80s things? I, I don't know. Parang Either 80s or 90s. I, yeah. I don't remember. It's it's 90s, current, say, yeah. You know, I mean we really have Glow, right? Yeah. But Glow's about to end and if Heels gets picked up for multiple seasons mm. then it can take Glow's place. So there, uh, that's it for uh, the talk about Revolution. We're going to segue now to our picks of the week. So it's basically one match or one promo, one segment, one something about wrestling that you really should catch. Uh, um, okay, I'm going to start with mine. Okay. And Go. uh, I'm going to pick the Orton promo. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, love, the, love the promo work, love the mic work. I, I mean, especially Ahona. I, I really am a student of this game. So, uh, so many things to, to learn from in just watching that. I don't know. I mean... Kind of boggles, you know. Do you think he memorized all that, or do you think how how did he come up with all that and you know not flub any of it? Because he normally doesn't talk like that, diba. Oh, diba, diba. Yeah, feeling a lot of that also he's, was from he's, the heart. He's he's usually a slow talker. Yeah, you know? yeah very methodical. Very, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, if it was memorized, great on him for you know pulling off uh, all of that like a theater actor. Yeah. If it was not memorized, even better. And Beth played off of it super well. Uh, yeah. And, you know, she's usually annoying on commentary. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. It is. She is. She, she does her weird announcer voice and it doesn't work. Eh. Diba? All right, I, my know, pick I, 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 I have nothing else to say. My pick of the week is uh, no, not much choices out there. So let's go with the AEW Tag Team Championship match. Yeah, it's an early match of the year contender. Uh, Hangman Page is such a made man. Mm-hmm. So good on them. Um, do you think there is still space for a heel turn? Because I think they, uh, some, the rumors say it's not leading to a heel turn, but I think it has to. Feeling good decided they want to make it Shades of Grey. But I, I think as with wrestling, um, you can't always force Shades of Grey. Mm. You Shades of Grey don't work for everyone. It so happens though that the Shades of Grey worked here. Yes, but I don't think it will work long term if they keep forcing the Shades of Grey. I so, think at so, some point something has to give. Someone so you, has a turn. So you're saying, yeah, someone has a turn. Yeah. All right, someone has a turn. Cool. Um, I don't mind if they swerve us and the young bucks turn. No, because they no. were kind of teasing it at the end of the match. They swerve in because it. They were the uh, de facto heels of this match. Yes, but the expectation was that Hangman would turn on Kenny. Mm-hmm. But I think the only sure thing is that Kenny would be the face here, mm. or they could swerve us and have Kenny turn heel. No, no, Kenny is too good in the babyface role. I think. Right I now, guess. there is no nothing to gain from Kenny being in a, a heel. Because he's so galing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's such a sympathetic character. Yeah, that, no, that, that's that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, I think the story here is the young bucks turn heel because they're talking about friendship and like family, and then uh, how the tag team titles mean so much to them, and then for them to go back on all of that and just be dicks. Puede, puede. Yeah, that's that's a swerve for me. I think they, yeah, I do think they're uh, overdue. Not that overdue, but. Uh, it's a good time for them to turn. Uh, they were so booed, uh, you know, de- uh, definitively because of how they treated Hangman. And if, you know, when they want to be dicks, they are dicks. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. in Cody Dustin match, remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, we got to tell you that if you have the network, if you haven't unsubscribed, oh yet, yeah, yeah, you have to check out the Ruthless Aggression series. Yes, especially uh, for for people like Ro and myself who really grew up in that era. Our A babies. Yes. Generation namin yan, time namin yan. When we say back in the day, we're talking about R A. Yeah, because uh, we're too young for the Attitude Era. I mean, the Attitude Era was great. We were. Not old enough, though, to fully appreciate the Attitude Era. We were just right, just ripe enough for the uh, for the good stuff of the Ruthless Aggression Era. Yeah, I guess we were at that age where we can comprehend certain stories, we can comprehend certain layers. Maybe not everything, because we were 14 yeah, when yeah. we started watching uh-huh. wrestling. But yeah, uh, these were the stories that really stuck to us, from Chris Benoit winning the title, Eddie Guerrero winning the title, Evolution, Brock Lesnar uh, leaving the company, John Cena, the rise of Cena. Uh, I think my favorite episode, well, I've only seen young Cena and Evolution episodes, uh, but I... Fuck, I can't even choose. They're they're equally good with my only nitpick being that major unnecessary in current era of superstars. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to hear about what they thought about uh, what happened back then. I mean, I know that they are pretty much, you know, uh, us. They are personifying us, the fans who grew up in that era. But I don't need their point yeah, of view. Yeah, I really don't need it because I just want to hear from the people involved. Yeah, if, if they could get more of the people who are involved who are no longer with the company but not necessarily with AEW, mm. even better. Because they got Bubba Ray to come back. Yeah. Diba? Bubba Ray is not really with WWE anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I love the pull back the curtain with the Evolution episode yes. in particular. Just because, you know, um, I, I see a lot of MSG in Evolution. Right. So you have that. And then uh, the John Cena character, like, um, there were stories there that I've uh, never heard before. Mm. So Although I will say... Uh, this documentary made me realize that uh, the ruthless aggression era wasn't all great. For sure, uh, it wasn't uh, you know perfect in any way. Yep. We just choose to remember all the good stuff that was all the cool stuff that was happening, and we uh, we for sure look at it more fondly than it really was. And it made me realize then that the kids who grew up. Uh, in this modern era, after that, after uh, after ruthless aggression, in the reality era, whatever have you, we'll look back on this modern era uh, the same way we do at the ruthless ruthless aggression, and they will. And older people will probably wonder why you like that era so much when it wasn't that that great. Yeah, it really says a lot about how <laughs> you just romanticize yeah. everything that was there when you were growing up. Yeah. So really, uh, older fans will never like or will never love uh, the modern stuff as much as they did uh, the stuff that they watched growing up. One last takeaway uh, from that documentary so far. I didn't realize that they still con- considered 06, 07 to be part of Ruthless Aggression. Yeah, uh, I realized then that it was because when you think about it, you don't know what to call it either. Oh, it's in between. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it makes sense that it is still RA. Because we... I guess we choose to look at the golden years as only RA, but you still had that those transition years, you know, when Cena was starting to become even more PG, when the company was shifting toward uh, that rating. I so, didn't even realize that 05 palang he was already beginning to hear people, uh, to hear kids in the crowd. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I remember sensing audience change. I remember this fondly. Uh, 05, 06 were the years that people were catching on that Cena was being pushed too much. And that he didn't totally lose his edge back then, but uh, people were getting sick of him too. Yeah, so yun, um, I thought that it happened on like 07, 08. I didn't realize it was much earlier. So that was something that was a, it was a good refresher. Uh, great insight then from Cena, because apparently he was very much involved in that shift in his character. Like, he didn't have jersey, he didn't have rap. Yeah. He wasn't as edgy with his promos. So yun, um, for, for people who really were big fans during that era, that Ruthless Aggression documentary series is something you might want to pick up on the network. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% recommended. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, or at least the first uh, episode of the week. We have another one coming up later this week, and we've got a special guest who will be joining us. And, well, all we can say for now is that you can expect another crossover from within the Podcast Network Asia family. Podcast Network Asia universe. Yes. So, uh, shout out, by the way, to all of our uh, mga podcast here in the Podcast Network Asia family. Yes, apparently, Ed Sadiao made it happen. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that is the podcast. Uh, that, that is the hashtag. I, I hope that, you know, the podcasts make... Uh, 
ka podcast a thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to all those podcasts, uh, especially the new ones like Underpaid with our a good friend Stanley Chi and uh, the rest of the crew behind Underpaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said at the top of the show, Cool Pals, they've got a live show happening right now at the Fort Strip. And uh, by the time you're hearing this, you can probably go catch that on demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Wall Sessions, uh, our new top charting podcast. Uh, also got Boiling Waters and all that. Uh, what else? Uh, hey, congratulations show, yeah? to the Kudazers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just had had their first live show uh, a few days ago. Hey, it's yeah. a, it's becoming a trend. Yes, so it all started because of us. live <laughs> show. I suppose. Uh, although I think the Cool Pass did a live recording before. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, we're, we're all just breaking boundaries here in the Podcast Network Asia family. We got to thank you for keeping on uh, supporting us. And you can keep doing that by hitting that subscribe button, hitting that download button, hitting that like or that love button, and sharing it with all of your friends on social media, letting them know that this Podcast Network exists and that the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is also on your radar. And if you have any feedback you want to send our way, kung meron man kaming nakalimutan na pag-usapan or whatever, or if you just need instructions for your WWP Maya code, all you have to do is hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter. For me, it's at underscore Stan C. For Ro, it is at Ro is War. At Caveman Camos and at Chino Supersized for both Camos and Chino who are both not here. And we will catch you again later this week with our second episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So on behalf of my co-hosts, my name is Stan C. And we are out of here. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 